The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So greetings again. <clears throat> and today is the final talk on wise speech. And there are these five questions that we can ask based on the five criteria the Buddha suggests <clears throat> for what is wise speech, for when we should speak. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, so the first is, through the question, is it true? Is what I'm going to say timely? Is it kind or nourishing or supportive or pleasing? Is it gentle? The opposite of harsh. The fourth is, is it beneficial? And today is not so much about the words themselves, but the question is, um, as I speak, is there a mind, a heart of kindness, a metta citta, a mind, a heart of loving kindness, of metta. That, uh, that if we can speak from a mind or with a mind of goodwill, of friendliness, then we speak. And, um, and so this is a kind of a high standard, but we're interesting place where the Buddha applies these four criteria <clears throat> is, um, if the monastics, uh, talking to his monastics, uh, there are t occasions where someone, another monastic, needs to be um, admonished or needs to be, um, be receive some feedback or needs to be uh, uh, criticized even, maybe. And, um, and so the, he gives these five criteria for when we go towards someone in order to provide this feedback that we have to give. And, um, and so if we have some difficult words to talk to someone and we have to really talk to them about the behavior or we're going to stand up in a demonstration and you know protest and speak or express ourselves in very clear and strong terms about what we feel is right and wrong or what we want to clearly feel that we want to oppose. The, from the Buddhist point of view, in those situations, uh, because the Buddha recognizes there are times when that's appropriate to, to have these difficult conversations, to ask ourselves these five questions, ending with, um, is, do I have a, a heart of kindness? Certainly don't speak that way and reproach someone from a mind of uh, hatred or ill will or anger, well, anger that has hostility in it at least. There can be very strong, fierce, no, that some people might say is anger, but there's no hostility. In fact, there could be goodwill that somehow, kindness that somehow towards the person that is included. And this is a high standard in challenging situations where there's difficult discussions. And some people might feel that to have kindness and goodwill, uh, friendliness, is too high a standard. I, then it's hopeless. I'll never be able to speak to someone. 
But the Dharma does have high standards. And that's why we have a practice. That's why we look at ourselves and work with ourselves and gradually, gradually learn, move in the direction where we can live a life of goodwill, that we can have that heart. It doesn't mean that goodwill means we don't act and don't speak up and don't even protest or don't talk strongly in, in, in feedback with people that needs to receive it or we feel need to receive it. But we do it from that place of goodwill, the place of really considering, the, is it beneficial for all, everyone? Am I speaking from the place of benefit in some my, myself? So I'm not harming myself as I speak. Is it beneficial for our community? Is it beneficial for the person I'm talking with? Um, am I doing it in the ways that are not harsh? Is, is I'm doing it in a way that, you know, so, so these criteria, so the Buddha does recognize the importance of speaking up, but then these criteria. This idea of uh, acting and speaking with uh, kindness, with metta, uh, uh, is taught in a very particular place where the Buddha says that, this is for a monastic, there's a tremendous emphasis on non-violence, non-harming. However, uh, if a monastic is being attacked, physically attacked, uh, the monastic is allowed, uh, the, I think the language means to strike out for the purposes of escaping. In other words, it's possible to maybe throw, back, you know, back in those days, to throw up your arms to block someone who's going to hit you uh, in order to stop the hit, but uh, so that you can leave, so you can get out of the way. Not to fight the person, but to become safe. So you're allowed to kind of, this, in the Buddhist uh, monastic community, allowed a certain degree of contact like this. Um, however, and the reason I'm telling you this, however, there is a criteria that's required if the monastic's going to do this. And that is, um, there has to be uh, kindness in their heart. There has to be loving kindness, metta, a mind of loving kindness. And uh, this uh, monastic precept or rule is uh, behind, uh, probably behind what this famous uh, Indian teacher named Manindraji, uh, who was a teacher for Joseph Goldstein and Sharon Salzberg, in India, kind of introduced them to Vipassana. There was a, 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 a Western woman who I think was accosted or something, or so there was some uh, on the street, maybe, India. And so she came to Manindra and said, what do I do if someone comes and accosts me in some way? And Manindra said, with all the loving kindness you can muster, you hit them over their head with your umbrella. And I think the idea is in order to escape, in order to make yourself safe. So the emphasis here I want to make is, is that it's not so much that we are supposed to hit people all the time with the umbrella, but there are ways in which we are supposed to take care of ourselves and make ourselves safe. But this very high standard to do it with loving kindness, to do it with metta. And I'm sure that there's people who will strongly protest that if they do that, they can't be safe, it's not appropriate, people deserve our hostility, they deserve something different, that will be too, uh, too forgiving, too soft, too not strong enough in our protest or in our caring for ourselves. And I would like to suggest that loving kindness might look 
may be kind of soft because there is a softness to it, but it can be also very strong. That uh, there can be a strength in showing up with kindness, a strength in not giving in to hostility, a strength to not be harsh in our voice, um, but to be strong. This whole idea of these five questions, five criteria for wise speech, is not meant to be wishy-washy. It's not meant to be uh, evasive or just kind of vague or kind of uh, say things in such a broad, soft way that no one really knows where we are and where we stand. But it's also possible to be quite definitive to speak our speak our mind or what's going on, to really be clear and precise and even strong in our statements. But in the doing that, people will feel that we're not here to diminish anyone, we're not here to um, to hate anyone, we're not here to uh, dismiss anyone, and we're really here to speak strongly with kindness, with looking for what's beneficial, with a kind of uh, caring voice or kindness or not a harsh, not a harshness that's almost like hostile. And they begin feeling that when we speak, we know how to speak what's true. Or to say it a different way, we know how to speak what's actual. Uh, what's really kind of close in and we can rely on those words because these are not wild interpretations, they're not assumptions, they're not uh, judgments, they're not, or you know, or abstract blame. They're really kind of staying close to the experience, what's happening here. And it's timely. People feel like, yes, this, if not now, then when? This is a good time. So to, uh, um, so to cultivate a heart, a mind of kindness, of goodwill, of friendliness. And there's all these different ways of translating metta into English. And probably each of you will, will find some of these words more useful than other words. The, the word loving kindness, that's you know, the common translation for it. It's beautiful translation of metta. And for some people, it's maybe a little bit uh, too high, too idealistic, or too a little bit vague about how do you do that? Be- because it's possible to have goodwill for others without loving them. And if the idea is you have to have loving kindness for everyone, that might be asking, that might be too high a standard. But to always have goodwill, to always approach and be with people with well-wishing for the everyone, for the person you're in conflict with, with oneself, with, you know, that yes, there's, there's well-wishing and I don't have to love you. I don't have to, you know, be gushing with kind of kindness and, you know, but basic human friendliness, goodwill, well-wishing, that that is where we're coming from. And to do so is beneficial for ourselves. That is nourishing. Because in the Dharma, we're always using as a reference point, what is it that nourishes, supports our own inner growth and development? Uh, That doesn't have to exist apart from our engagement with the world. In fact, the engagement in the world 
has greater value for the world if we're staying close to the development, the growth of our own freedom, our own kindness, our own um, um, honesty, our own capacity for being present in an aware way, to be nourished from the inside. So uh, these five questions, uh, I would encourage you to experiment with them and become adept at it and maybe talk to other people, have conversations about each of these five questions and what do people think about it and really massage and work and make them part of your life, if not just for this coming weekend, but maybe for a while and see what... uh, how it begins shifting and changing your perspective on things and your understanding of yourself and what you'll learn in the process. To become a, a wise speaker is to become a wise person. So thank you very much. And um, I have one announcement I'd like to make. And that is uh, the Buddha that you see behind me here. Um, as a uh, custom of monastics, uh, they sometimes go on a rains retreat. And so the Buddha, uh, Sunday afternoon, is going to go off for a while. I don't know how long he's going to go off to meditate on his rains retreat. Um, and um, uh, there's a, uh, his place on the altar here at IMC is, is going to be replaced, uh, is uh, taking his place will be um, a, uh, one of the great female monastic disciples of the Buddha named Patachara. And so her statue will be here starting for you, for all you on Monday morning. And uh, maybe Monday I'll talk a little bit about Patachara. And, uh, but I'm telling you this now partly because uh, on Sunday afternoon uh, we're going to do a like, 30-minute unveiling and placing or, of that statue on the altar here. Uh, a group of students here at IMC have uh, gifted <clears throat> this sat beautiful statue of Patachara to us, and uh, we're going to unveil it here, and then <clears throat> eventually it'll live at our retreat center, the Insight Retreat Center. And you'll see a photograph of uh, Patachara on the homepage of the website. If it doesn't just pop up right away, uh, <clears throat> on the What's New section, there's a little announcement about this event on Sunday. It's, and it'll be um, on YouTube, this live channel here. So... Um, some of you might want to come, and um, otherwise I'll be here Monday. I look forward to being with you again. Thank you. <laughs>